0: CHAPTER
1: ONE, TAKE TWO TWO Nice.
0: Nice. Now, at the bottom of our garden, there was an enormous conca tree, and high up in its branches, Timmy, my best friend, and I had started to build a magnificent treehouse. We were able to work on it only at the weekends, but we were getting along fine. We had begun with the floor, which we built by laying wide planks between two quite far apart branches and nailing them down. Within a month, we had finished the floor. Then we constructed a wooden railing around the floor, and that left only the roof to be built. The roof was the difficult bit one Saturday afternoon when Timmy was in bed with flu, I decided to make a start from the roof all by myself. It was a lovely being high up there in that conker tree, all alone with the pale young leaves coming out everywhere around me. It was like being in a big green cave, and the height made it extra exciting. My grandmother had told me that if I fell, I would break a leg and every time I looked down, I got a tingle along my spine. I worked away, nailing the first plank on the roof. Then suddenly, out of the corner of my eye, I caught sight of a woman standing immediately below me. She was looking up at me and smiling in the most peculiar way. When most people smile, their lips go out sideways. This woman's lips went upwards and downwards, showing all her front teeth and gums. The gums were like raw meat. It is always a shock to discover that you are being watched when you think you are alone. And what was this strange woman doing in our garden anyway? I noticed that she was wearing a small black hat and she had black gloves on her hands and the gloves came nearly up to her elbows. Gloves! She was wearing gloves! I froze all over. I have a present for you, she said. "'still staring at me, still smiling, still showing her teeth and gums. "'I didn't answer. Come down out of that tree, little boy,' she said, "'and I shall give you the most exciting present you've ever had.' "'Her voice had a curious, rasping quality. "'It made a sort of metallic sound, as though her throat were full of drawing-pins. "'Without taking her eyes from my face, She very slowly put one of those gloved hands into her purse and drew out a small green snake. She held it up for me to see. It's tame, she said. The snake began to coil itself around her forearm. It was brilliant green. If you come down here, I shall give him to you, she said. Oh, Grandmama, I thought, come and help me. Then I panicked. I dropped the hammer and shot up that enormous tree like a monkey. I didn't stop until I was as high as I could possibly go, and there I stayed, quivering with fear. I couldn't see the woman now. There were layers and layers of leaves between her and me. I stayed up there for hours, and I kept very still. It began to grow dark. At last, I heard my grandmother calling my name. I'm up here! I shouted back. Come down at once, she called out. It's past your supper time. "'Grandmama!' I shouted. "'Has that woman gone?' "'What woman?' my grandmother called back. "'The woman in the black gloves!' There was silence from below. It was the silence of somebody who was too stunned to speak. "'Grandmama!' I shouted again. "'Has she gone?' "'Yes!' my grandmama answered at last. "'She's gone?' "'I'm here, my darling. I'll look after you. "'You can come down now.' I climbed down. I was trembling.' My grandmother enfolded me in her arms. I've seen a witch, I said.
1: Kia everyone, welcome to chapter one, take two, the podcast where we read the book, watch the film, and then discuss the adaptation. My name is Maddie. I'm Brianna. And this week's episode is covering the witches. My story begins when I was a young boy. You'll be comfy here. Your mama's all room. I'd do anything for her to be here right now. Grandma was a tough lady with a big heart. And little by little, she brought me out of my sadness. Now, if you feel that you can't go on,
0: darling,
1: oh, I didn't know it. But there was a dark shadow looming nearby. witches they're real and they hate children welcome what would you do if there were mice learning all around this hotel i would call the exterminator you see girls he would exterminate those brats uh rats we would
0: exterminate the rats
1: Originally written by Roald Dahl in 1983. We watch both the 1990 adaptation, directed by Nicholas Rogue, R O E G, but more n- commonly known as produced by Jim Henson, who does the most horrific things from my childhood visually. Good lord. It's um. It's class- beautiful. And beautiful. It's Classes of Fantasy Adventure. I'm like, mm, it should also have horror in there. Um, and we also watched the new 2020 adaptation as for our 2020 season, even though this will be coming out in 2021. So yeah. it's 2020, 2021, um, starring Anne Hathaway and directed by Robert Zanikis, who
0: also directed Forrest Gump. Zemeckis. Zemeckis. I'm the worst at names. And also um, Back to the Future, right?
1: Yes. Well, he didn't, uh, I looked it up. Did... He worked on Back to the Future. Yes, yes, yes. He was the writer. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, which is, you know, I've got it, got it, got all my notes right in front of me. Um, thank you for that reading, Brianna.
0: Thank you for listening.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. Why did you want to read that section of the book?
0: Because I liked
1: it. It is a good section. I mean, uh, we read the book very casually over like three days. Hmm. It's very, very quick, very easy to read. It's obviously categorised as a children's book, but everyone knows that Roald Dahl subjects children to all kinds of trauma. So I wouldn't let my child, I guess, under the age of maybe six or seven read that. Is that too young? I don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't have children. Six or seven, between six and nine, or maybe 11 would be real real mm. fun.
1: Um, first impressions before you watched the 2020, do you, did you watch the 1990 version as a child? Yes. Yeah. Do you remember it? Yes. Okay. Before watching the 2020 adaptation, uh, what did you expect to feel and think? I,
0: pretty high hopes, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I really like Anne Hathaway as an actor. I didn't realize I wouldn't like her so much as a character actor. Yes. But I also hadn't seen, I didn't know anything else about it. Like, I didn't know that they were setting it in America. I didn't know they were... Doing non-traditional casting. Yeah. They changed a few things. Do
1: you want to give for someone who has been living under a rock for the past three decades, what is a quick summary
0: of The Witches? So The Witches stars a boy of no name. Yes, no name. uh, Who gets in a car accident with his parents. um, And his parents both die. So he becomes an orphan and he is taken in by his grandmother who is Norwegian. He's from, from the UK. Yeah, and she adores him. She does. Um, they're both very, very sad. Uh, so she tells him stories of when she was a witchophile about the witches all over the world. And uh, then she falls ill with pneumonia. And uh, the doctor prescribes some time by the sea air. Um, so they go to a hotel and find... I'd love to be sent away for health reasons. Yeah. Send me away! and And... The boy, whilst training his um, pet mice, stumbles upon a convention of the witches where the Grand High Witch is in attendance. He is turned into a mouse along with another boy called Bruno Mm. uh, and finds out about Formula... Bruno Jenkins! About Formula 86. Yeah. And then... um, They hatch a plan to get the Formula 86 into the witch's soup on the dinner menu. And they're successful and they turn them all into mice. And then um, there's no way to turn them back into humans. So Bruno and the boy live out as mice the rest of their lives. And they steal the money that the Grand High Witch has... um, uh, Printed? Forged. Yeah. She had a printing press. Forgeries. They're all forgeries. yeah. 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 Um, and they decide they're going to spend the rest of the mice's remaining nine years... With grandma. With grandma, hunting down all the rest of the witches in Europe. Yeah. And I... turning them into mice as well. The...
1: And they talk about the issue because obviously um, the boy and Bruno are still able to speak as mice. And if anything, the boy is said to be even more intelligent And so the witches don't stop being themselves and become mice. So there is, like, when they are mice, they do also need to be killed. Like at the hotel, extermination is talked about a lot. They have a
0: plan. Yeah, they have a whole plan.
1: Um, I'll do my quick facts before we dive in. Um, The 1990 version starred the amazing Angelica Houston, um, who does an incredible job as the High Witch, I've seen her also in The Adams Family as the mother. And we have some interesting... The boy's name is Luke for some reason. I don't know why they name him in this film. They don't name him in the, him in the 2020 adaptation. And I really like that. Because, I don't know. I like that he has no name. Hmm. I don't know why I like it. Helga is the... Who's, is it the grandmother? Yeah. is played by May uh, Zetterling. Um, Ron Atkinson does a great job as the hotel manager. Um, Bill Patterson is Bruno's father, Mr. Jenkins, who does a great job being an absolute twat.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: God, he's a wanker. If I met a guy like that in real life, and there's so many, of the, there's millions of them, just fuck, fuck off, honestly. Charlie Potter plays Bruno Jenkins. Oh, I wonder if he's in a relation to Harry Potter. I'm gonna go with not. No. Oh, there's a character called Marlene. And there was a budget of that film for... 4.5 million dollars um and cumulatively gross worldwide 15 million um has really good ratings online 93% on rotten tomatoes and 6.9 on imdb um completely smash the 2020 adaptation ratings which i Bri and i feel like is rightly so bring aggressively Walked out of the cinema very angry after the 2020 adaptation. And we'll get more into that. Um, Rotten Tomatoes has 49% for the 2020 adaptation and 53 on IMDb. That one. Tears and Hathaway, as we discussed. Um, Chris Rock does uh, the older... He's called the older hero mouse voice. I didn't think that was necessary at all. I don't
0: know why it was there. Yeah.
1: I didn't like it. Bruno?
0: It'd be Hazir.
1: Hazir Bruno? Sorry. Um, Plays the young boy. Octavia Spencer plays grandma. Yeah, Stanley Tucci plays the hotel manager. Kristen um,
0: Channel with voices. Daisy. Yes. Slash, yes. yes. Um
1: Mary. I was listening to just musical theater stuff the other day, and I just love her. And, like, it's Glinda. Yeah, it's she's just, great. It's just so pretty a budget for the 2021 of 46 million dollars and it currently has made 26 million I'm not surprised um, it has not been well received basically Brian and I finished watching the 1990 version and were like if they hadn't ruined the ending it would have been pretty re- damn near perfect pretty near perfect absolutely
0: um so what would you rate each film so 1990 2020 as adaptations? Well, the 1991 is nearly
1: perfect, like we just said, so probably like 8 out of 10. Like, it loses points because of the ending, which, like, they should have kept the same. And the 2021... They changed a few things. For some reason, they messed around a bit with the Grand High Witch not taking the potion until the end for some final standoff, which I thought was unnecessary. Agreed. Um,
0: I don't know, maybe like five five out of ten um what about you i give the 1991 a five out of ten i give it a four out of ten but it is very good but five out of ten you lose maximum points for changing the ending so severely that yeah. is that is blasphemous that's a big no-no um the 2020 version oh, as an adaptation three out of ten yeah Sure, I really
1: hated it. I mean, to be fair, sorry in other way. No, it's fine. I'm speaking Princess Diaries on, I'm speaking, will always hold I'm a special place in my heart. I um, uh, we've watched them. If, we watched the nineteen ninety one real recently, but we've read the book like over a week ago, and we watched the movie, the twenty twenty movie a while ago, and I always forget. Well, let's talk about it.
0: Okay, let's talk about the the, the elephant in the room, the non traditional casting. I am so here. For non-traditional casting. Let's do it. You're remaking a book that's already been remade. Non-traditional casting all the way. Even if it hasn't been what, remade. What I have an issue with is their choice to make it a racial allegory. Yes. I thought it was unnecessarily and that ne- unnecessary and poorly executed. And it's just, like, like, what if, what if a black boy just was like, oh my God, mom, I could be this boy. I could be this boy hunting down witches as a mouse. Like, is it necessary for it to be a race issue? No, it's not. Well, this is kind of like what we talk well, about. Why couldn't have with been sent in England okay, with a black right. boy in England? Like, are there no black boys in England? Is that like what? Everything doesn't have to be like. I think that there are amazing books about race er, and, and amazing films, books and films about race relations. I think those stories are incredibly important, but I also think it's important. For kids to just see themselves represented on the screen doing things other than dealing with race issues. Like, it must be super overwhelming for black people. I mean, and I don't know I'm not speaking for them, but like, to like every second movie that stars someone that looks like them is about how they're different because of the way that they look. I just, I thought that was unnecessary. And it, well, okay. And it wasn't just that, it was that, and they made. Octavia Spence's character a voodoo high priestess which was unnecessary because she's not a she's not a witch she's not any form of a witch in the book and those scenes didn't need to be in there because she's not successful in turning the the boy hero boy back into a boy he says it's a mouse and he never wants to be turned back into a boy and if they were always going to stay with that those scenes could have been cut and it would have made the film shorter which would have been a pleasure because I hated it that's my that's how I feel about that
1: well it's kind of like what we talk about with um female-led films like feminism isn't about having a woman yell at a man and being like I'm gonna fight you you can't attack me like the fact that you just have a woman and she's just doing things while she's empowered and then because of her choice like that's what make it makes it feminist this film would have been the 2020 adaptation would have been like a positive representation and, and move forward for black actors because they were cast in the role
0: yeah like and there's also been like we just saw soul um and there's been a lot of commentary around the fact that black characters in children's films are frequently turned into things that are not black people so this might not even have been the best choice necessarily for non-traditional casting not that i'm like arguing with it but that that is a common thread like you've got soul there was this spies in disguise, the princess frog, and this one, and I feel like there's another one as well. Like it's it's quite common. What's quite common? I don't understand. Like there were there was all this hype about getting the first black Disney princess, right? And it was going to be Tiana, but Tiana spends 30 minutes as a black person.
1: Oh, and then she turns and then she turns into a else. frog, which yeah, is not a black yeah, person. Yeah, and so
0: you can't have scenes about her blackness. Or that are representative of black culture or anything like that. Because, like, blackness is who she is. Yeah. That's actually really interesting. There are a lot of good articles about it.
1: Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. I I knew from the beginning of the 2020 adaptation that race was going to be brought up either um, obviously or subtly when the grandmother um, starts talking about how witches prey on children that will go missing and nobody notices a lot of the time. That was really pointed. that was really pointed. Like, um, a lot of time, kids who come from lower socioeconomic families, um, she didn't go into all this detail, but she was saying, like, children of colour, basically.
0: That particular issue is covered, like, really extensively in Mindhunter season two. What do you think could have been
1: done better in the 2020 adaptation in regards to, like, leaving the casting the same? How could it have been pulled off better so that it wasn't so, I guess, poorly in your face?
0: I just think that it would have been great if they'd done a, something that was a more faithful adaptation and just had it with, a, like, black actors. Yeah. Like, I think there's a lot to be gained in doing adaptations of works that already exist or have been adapted tons and tons of times. With um, non-traditional casting, like I'd love to see *Pride and Prejudice* starring um, an Asian woman. Mm. And, like it doesn't—it doesn't matter to me that an Asian woman wouldn't have been in those circumstances. In the, you know. Well, especially day. considering *The Princess
1: Bride* is just like a mockery of the genre, anyway. So you know, there's no such thing as ginormous. Didn't uh, I say
0: *Pride and Prejudice*? For some reason I thought *The Princess Bride*. <laughs> um. Like, it just doesn't matter because we've already got faithful adaptations of it. But it wouldn't matter anyway. Yeah, I don't think it it would matter anyway. It's suspension of disbelief and it allows people of color to, to, to go like, what if?
1: Well, I would also say, in reality, most of history's events are being told from the white perspective when white people are the minority of the planet. And this is a whole systemic issue because obviously books and texts from white people are being published to at, a a higher high, rate. at a higher rate, and so then we read their stories, and so it seems like everyone is a straight white says man, but that's the minority of the planet. There's yeah. more people of color than white people. There's more women than men. That's really interesting to think about. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, and so we need non-traditional casting because so much of history has been told from, and so, so so many of the books that have been published, so many of the stories that have already been told, have been told from the perspective of white people. Yeah. So if we never do non-traditional casting, it it, it gets really difficult. To ever make the percentages of stories told or the percentages of films that we see on the screen feature people of colour in roles other than ones of subjugation or, like, ones telling about tragedies and things like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and th- th- those aren't invalid, but they shouldn't be the only stories
1: no, told. No, 100%. And, you know, we're kind of looking into that in a later book we're doing for our female-led season, Um, How Stella Got Her Groove Back, because... It is just about a black woman and she goes on vacation. And it's like, it's, yeah, it comes in. I'm, I'm interested to see how they do that film.
0: I've never seen it. I'm really excited. Well, the 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 other thing that I wanted to talk about that I really didn't like, because I just didn't, I didn't like the scene with the witches. It wasn't exciting. It wasn't fun. It wasn't creepy. It was, in the 2021? Yeah, it just existed. I thought there was too much CGI. It was too over the top. I thought that they kind of made a mockery of the whole thing, rather than it being like, salaciously fun you know
1: do you think it like are you saying that you wanted it to be scarier than it was kind of thing because the 1990 scene is quite scary
0: well yeah the witches should be terrifying Mm. like i just didn't find anne hathaway terrifying i found her weird yeah you said you didn't like her accent i didn't like her accent i thought it was too over the top Mm. To be legitimately terrifying for a child. What did you think of Angelica Houston? Yes, stunning, perfect. Yeah, like I just feel like most ten and twelve year old boys would see Anne Hathaway and be like, "Cool, it's a monster." Whereas like younger kids and even some older kids would be genuinely frightened of Angelica Houston. And since witches, like the the, the story, the original story as told by Roald Dahl, seems to be discouraging children from talking to strangers or taking gifts from strangers Mm. it should be scary
1: (laughs) it should be scary it shouldn't be you know a witch is someone who is just as likely to hug you as they are to murder you um i do like the lack of lack of empathy and sympathy we're made to have for the witches in the 1990 adaptation because they are evil even though but that's but that's what makes the end so much more frustrating is because they're implying that there is a good witch but witches aren't women they are demons in human woman skin yeah. so it's really frustrating that the 1990 version did so well and at the end they just changed their mind and were like nah 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 there's going to be a good witch who for the only reason that she felt like an overused and underappreciated um secretary to the high witch turns the kids back into kids like turns the mice back into children human children but like that's not a good reason no That's not... She's not gaining anything
0: from it. No. I felt like that was just to, like, draw the film out longer, biting those characters. I also didn't like the character of Daisy. I didn't feel like she was... Like, I felt like it was an interesting concept. I definitely... I think there's some interesting storytelling potential from, like, finding out about how other kids who were turned into other animals to live their lives you know yeah. one of the characters gets turned into a to a hen could the hen talk why couldn't the hen talk yeah but that, you know that kind of thing like and i'm fascinated was it, and it was by also that
1: yeah it was also a delayed thing which like, is interesting
0: yeah and i i wrote a poem about the girl who gets trapped in the painting Yes, because i'm fascinated like was she alive in the painting air quotes did she have a life I Did think, she understand the passage of time did she feel that i
1: think she was alive I've always interpreted it as though she was just living her life, aging through the painting. Like, she happened to freeze when people were looking at it. But when you weren't looking at it, she was moving around as freely as she wanted. Yeah. Because that's just as much of a torture. That fucking bit of the 1990 film scared the shit out of me. My grandparents have an old painting in their lounge of an old farm. And I'm like, that fucking girl's in there. I know, as a kid, I was like, she's in there. Because I was born yeah. in 93. And so, when I probably saw this for the first time, I would have been, like, five or six. Like, a couple years after it came out. And it's like, wow.
0: And that's something that's quite fun about it. Like, I think there's a level of, like, magic and, and mystery and, and stuff like that. Mm. And it's, it's it's done so well in the 2020 version. Like, but then, I mean, I'm oh, sorry, in the 1990 version. But then the 1990 version changes the ending. And I think that's a, that's deplorable. Yeah. So... The grandmother's Norwegian. The son is British,
1: but they're visiting Norway when the parents die, yeah, and they go back to England, yeah, and then they're at an England seaside hotel and then they later, because they turn all those witches into mice, they then plan on going to America to turn them all yeah into mice as well. what did you you talk, you were talking before like you didn't like that they made the whole story based in America?
0: I think that because they made the whole story based in America in the era that they did, it would be difficult to have non-traditional casting and not make it a race issue. Mm. So I think that it it would have been better just to set it in England. Even like you could, you could, you could make it more modern or you could make it less modern. Like you could put it, you could, you know, but like just it not be and not try so hard to make it a race issue, I guess. When is the 2020 film set? 1960s. Late 1960s, I would assume.
1: That's very interesting. Early
0: 1960s, maybe? Interesting choices. Interesting
1: choices. Okay. Okay. I feel like we're comparing the films to each other more than comparing them to the book.
0: Well, I mean, we talked about the ending changing. I guess some of the changes. So, in the 2020 version, Anne Hathaway doesn't take her face off as the Grand High Witch, and that's in the book. So, they do take their face. off. Yeah, she takes off. off this lady skin. Um... Neither versions talk about the the fact that they have blue spit. Both of the versions fail to have the Grand High Witch be the correct height. She's supposed to be quite a wee petite person. Yes, like she is. Like, that like slide,
1: isn't like, she? Like five foot
0: one, well, well, under or four, four four like four, 11. Four, 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 11. four eleven, Yeah, and I think that's fine. Like I like, I'm not particularly like upset about things like that. Both added characters that oh, the, I thought were like unnecessary.
1: Yeah, the secretary in the first one isn't necessary, and then. But I I really liked. The concept of Daisy, was that, what was her real name? Was that her real name?
0: Her real name was Mary. Her given name was Daisy. Yes.
1: I really liked the addition of her. I, they did it both to be more inclusive, to have a female mice as well, child turned into a mouse. I thought it was interesting that they chose an adult woman. Know- as opposed
0: to a young child's voice? Yes. Star power. Yeah.
1: But, I, but I'm like, they did the same thing with um, Chris Rock. And I was like, I don't give a fuck that Chris Rock is voicing this adult mouse right now. Yeah, I don't.
0: I didn't like the slideshow at the beginning. Like, if they wanted to give the females more of a role, why not tell the story from the grandmother's perspective and make part of the story about like, like, <gasps> yeah, more heavily tell on us. her childhood. Yeah.
1: Oh, they didn't do this because they did. T- they did show us that scene um, where her friend gets taken and then later turned into a chicken. Yeah. Um, but I really liked the finger being cut off which is in the original book um i liked the creepiness of that yeah um in the 1990 version and i think that it's really cool that like i don't know that's real dark like being turned into a chicken is kind of funny but having your finger cut off like that's not funny that's just like brutal
0: yeah i think also that the the 1990 version captured the tone yeah. of the book better Yeah. They did. They did.
1: Matilda hasn't been remade, has it? No. I predict there will be a remake of Matilda within the
0: next five years. I predict that as well, but I don't think it'll be a, re- a straight remake. I think it'll be a stage, uh, a film adaptation of the stage musical. <gasps> Ooh, but that sounds great. Yeah, I I'm,
1: I I'm know, keen with that. I'm keen for that. We'll cover
0: it. Uh, but I did like, yeah, that we
1: got cause the the idea that every time you're given like a pet mouse or like a pet animal, that it small, might be a child. It might be a child. I felt, like I love
0: that. I think that's a really interesting concept to explore, but I don't think they really explored it and then they kinda didn't utilize her because they still had Bruno. That's true. Like they could have done more non traditional casting. They could have made Bruno a fat kid, a fat girl. Yeah, or yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Bruno Bruno could have just been a fat girl.
0: Yeah. Or if they wanted to have something like if they wanted to make commentary, they didn't want to retell the story, they could have um they could have made commentary like and said like witches aren't scary because they look different. They're scary because they kidnap children. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, even people who are attractive are evil. Yeah. Yes. They could have also made commentary on, like, how unfortunate it is that uh, Bruno is shamed so much for eating. But he has unhealthy habits. Like, I think it should be looked into why he is constantly eating. He likes to eat. Constantly. I- I don't have an issue with it. I think what's more of a concern is in the 1990 version, he's picking the raisins off the sides of scones and putting them back. With his mouth. He's eating them off. He's nibbling them. That's more concerning to me than that he wants to eat all the time. I try eating constantly and you tell me off. No, you eat chips constantly and then don't finish your supper. I finish my dinner. Not all the time.
1: Like twice in seven years have I not finished it. That's not not true. It is true. It's not true. It is true. It's not true. It is true. It's not true.
0: Anyway... Um, I, okay, how would you rate each of the films as films?
1: Well, it's hard, isn't it? Because when you watch a film, when you're around the age of six, that imprints on you. Like, especially because children have that habit of watching films over and over and over again. Like, I re-watched this film, the 1990 version, and I haven't seen it easily in over a decade, if not two decades. But there were lines, like when...
0: Luke, How about just Grandma?
1: When, when Luke yells out at the end, Don't forget Bruno! Yeah. That sound. That <laughs> is,
0: you just did an American accent.
1: That's Well, I know what that sounds like. Do it again. Like. Do it again. Don't forget Bruno! <laughs> <laughs> but the, I know what that sounds like. Like, that has played over and over and over again in my brain. In my child and in adolescent and now
0: adult brain. I just picture this kid, whatever his name is, like Jeremy Fisher or something like that. Um, Like, in a sound studio going... Grandma!
1: Grandma! Grandma! It's like 45 minutes. At the beginning of the film, he, Grandma's telling him all those stories of witches and his face is so deadpan. He's just like, yeah. But I love it because it's like, that's what a kid would do. Like, kid would just sit there looking stupid. So, yeah, I mean, we've watched it recently. I don't really have a desire to watch it again. Um, I have a desire to watch it with my kids. Our kids. As a film by itself, I don't know six. Oh, it's fine. And then as the twenty twenty adaptation, seven at least. What the nineteen ninety one? You give your own score. It's a personal preference. And then um, I mean, I found it quite dull. Like maybe a four out of ten for the twenty twenty version.
0: I give it. I give the nineteen ninety version a seven, and I give yeah, I give the twenty twenty version a four. I'll never watch it again. I have no desire. Well, but that's the thing. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. In spite of the fact that I didn't enjoy the racial allegories, I really enjoyed all the scenes with Octavia Spencer in them. She is stunning. She's amazing. And I am glad to have seen the film, only to watch her be incredible. Like, and I thought... The way that she interacted with the mice was great, and I thought the scenes with just the mice and just Octavia Spencer, or just the mice, or just Octavia Spencer, were all great. Like, I really enjoyed them. I very
1: much prefer the look of the mice in the 2020 version. Like, the 1990 version
0: is so, like... I love the practical effects! mice look like toys. The 1990 version gets, like, a star from practical effects, but, like... Would you suspect anything different with Jim Henson working on it? Like, of course. Puppet Man. Puppet Man. Um, I really I really enjoyed the 1990 version. Um, I didn't enjoy any of the scenes with the witches in them. I just thought they were like caricatures in a not... They were like kitschy caricatures mm. that I didn't enjoy. Yeah. Octavia Spencer. I loved her in Hidden Figures.
1: I think she's great in The Help, even though that's a really problematic and... She is great in everything. Well, she's very, and she's, oh, a voice in Doolittle. She exudes We watched, greatness. we've covered Doolittle. Let's have a look. Who did Octavia Spencer voice in Doolittle? Do you remember? Do you know?
0: No. It was. Straight up. I fell asleep during part of Doolittle. Most of it. I hated that film. Where is she? Find her. Dab Dab.
1: Which, I don't even remember what character that was. That movie was trash. It was the duck, yeah. Wow, that duck's a main part. I didn't even realize that. I think I remember thinking that at the time. Mm. Oh yeah, she's an instant family. You and I really enjoyed that. Anyway, getting sidetracked, just admiring Octavia Spencer.
0: So good. Mm. 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 Uh, what else? The nineteen ninety. The practical effects really make the nineteen ninety film. I think. Oh, it, also, the, Yeah, also, plas- yeah, the plastics and stuff. I feel like the grandma, like. The grandma's great! It's so good. Witch. I feel like I learned to say witch from watching that film, you know? Like, it has a special place in my heart. I can't let it go. Should we acknowledge the controversy the film stood up? The 2021? Yeah.
1: Oh, yes. Take it away. I, um, I saw this because I follow Anne Hathaway on Facebook. And she was posting an apology because she is an amazing human being. Oh my god! I should find it. I don't want
0: to misname it. Children with limb differences. No, it's called a disease. It's got a name. She's thirty-eight years old. She just had a kid. She was pregnant during filming. Um.
1: Yeah, but Anne Hathaway was apologizing for um. Yeah, the parents complaining about the you know the. I don't. I don't. True. Yeah, but I don't think it was that. Like to me. I understand because, okay, in Intermediate, I went to school with this really lovely boy and he had four fingers on one hand and three on the other. And I found it, like, fascinating and we were friends and, like, I talked to him about it in a very, like, caring way, but obviously he was confident enough to not be bothered by it. Um, And so I understand, like, without looking up images and stuff, I understand what they're talking about, but I don't feel like, like, the witches literally have no middle fingers, and massive long fingers with pointy... Like, it, it was, to me, it was unintentional offence, for sure. I don't know that that makes it okay, because obviously ignorance is not an excuse.
0: I think, though, that if you read the book, though, I think that, because it was set... Like, it was written in the time that it was, but I think it's still true today. Um Deformities, which is not... You know, we shouldn't really call them that. No. Physical differences. Um are very frequently... Demonized. U- well, yeah, used yeah. to convey villains. When maybe... Was it Captain America Civil War? It was one of the Marvel films. Mm-hmm. And there is a villain, a female villain with yes, a big yes, scar yes. on her face. That's the Wonder and Woman were, film. Wonder Woman. Is it Wonder Woman? She, yeah, because she's the one who's making the gas oh, poison. DC, so DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and people... And, like, it was pointed out that, like, people with scars... Or, yeah. like, different appearances and stuff, like, are almost always, it's almost always used to denote someone evil. I yeah, mean, 100%. that goes back decades. You look at Richard III and Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. And you um, can even ha- look at um, Bond villains. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's kind of one of those things with adapting older works, that older works weren't politically correct. Not at all. Not at and all. I think there's every argument to just let older works die and tell new stories. Yeah, so, okay, would you say in that case
1: that the book doesn't need to be adapted again? Like, I understand that directors try and tell different narratives, but yeah, I I agree. I think the concept of someone being evil and having physical differences being used as, like, ways of recognising them is a problem. Because, like, witches and stuff traditionally also, like, if they have warts, they must, like, you know, they're a witch and therefore they're evil. But um, to be honest with you, the majority of the time, the more attractive you are, the more likely you are to be an absolute asshole because you live in a a different world. Like, um, it's it's what... um, I think that's quite a large statement to make. I think there are lots of nice, pretty people. I would say if they are, those are people who don't acknowledge how attractive they are
0: yes and no mm. um i just don't think you can make large statements like that. i think making- i love large statements yeah, i'm all do.
1: about large statements what is her name she's in shallow hell with jack black um jack black and gwyneth paltrow yes she um for shallow hell she wears uh and has made a very large fat suit and they tested it out to see how realistic it was. And she couldn't believe she was so taken aback with how differently she was treated, both either disrespectfully or treated as though she was invisible. Yeah. And, like, I th- that's just a reinforcer of my point, that a lot of the time, if you've always been attractive, you do kind of live in a different reality, I think.
0: I mean... In my opinion. It it, it depends. Y- yes. Yes. I would say conventional, look like that's conventional bloody hell um i don't even know if the
1: phrase um traditional casting is something that i agree with because normally when you think traditional to me i think of like anything but a white person like traditional family values sure is like a very cisgender white family of a boy a girl a mum, and a dad but i don't think that that's traditional i don't think that like traditional is we used to live in tribes we used to have you know how traditional, how far back do you want to go? The
0: word tradition just means as normal. So traditional casting, normally white.
1: I don't like that, though. Because I don't want it to be normal. I want it to be weird
0: how everything is so white. Sure. But it's it's still, like, it's still called non-traditional casting. Anyway, I think my point was is that, like, yeah, I just think that some stories don't need to be retold because they reinforce values. Every oh, yeah, time we were talking about that. You tell a story again. Like, there's a whole new generation of kids who might watch this film and think that women who have scaly, weird fingers are are evil or Mm. different or scary. Yeah, sure. Like, that's what they're being told. And I just don't think that's necessary. I mean, for Christ's sake, being bald is terrifying, according to Roald Dahl. Yeah, Roald Dahl talks
1: about how horrific it is to have bald women. There's nothing more unnatural the bald, bald woman, woman. like i'm like oh bro you're so old right now you're so old yeah uh, which is no that's totally valid and i think you know he's um passed on now and he's definitely given a lot of great creations to the world but there's absolutely always um, room for critique yeah. in all of his works i mean in any works evidently
0: he was apparently quite anti-semitic which um shows up in like him saying like with the, the description of the witches they have unusually large nostrils like Jews having large noses. Large noses was Why a big thing. are so
1: many men from that time anti-Semitic? Like, I just I've never met someone and they've told me that they're Jewish and
0: me have any opinion about it. Yeah, but I'm sure you've met a lot of people who buy into the lazy, Mori narrative. It's just a narrative that you're told growing up. Oh, sure.
1: Yeah, I see that. I see that.
0: Um, I do have this one thing. Like, I really love watching or reading the IMDb trivia. Basically, every film ever. Um, it's like one of my favorite pastimes and um but they're like user created so anybody can put a piece of trivia on there and somebody felt it was important for us to know that angelica houston who plays the grand high witch in uh the 1990 version and anne hathaway who plays the grand high witch in the 2020 version have the same initials (laughs) i mean it's true there's also this one which is fun in addition to the straightforward interpretation of the Grand High Witch's line, We'll play the Shakespeare way, there may also be a secondary reference. William Shakespeare's wife was named Anne Hathaway, after whom the actress is named. It has also been pointed out that her husband, Adam Shulman, bears a resemblance to Shakespeare. Okay. I do love that Anne Hathaway is called Anne Hathaway.
1: I didn't I didn't know that it was intentionally after Shakespeare's wife, Anne Hathaway. Well, I guess if we've you have the last to, name, Hathaway. I also love that we've been to Anne Hathaway's cottage
0: yeah.
1: in um, Oxford-on-Avon. No, Strat- Stratford-on-Avon. Yeah, Stratford-by-the-Avon. Stratford-on-Avon? Stratford-on-Avon.
0: Yeah. Oxford-by-the-Avon-on-Stratford.
1: Yeah, British words. Blah, blah, blah. Um, great. So, overall, the here are our feelings. Um, basically, the 1990 adaptation would have been perfect if they hadn't... Fucked up the They've ending filmed so cool. the correct ending as well. I wonder if we could find it.
0: I know. We somebody could... cut it together and re-release it. Yeah, please. we should just recut it. Um But t- actually I reckon yes. somebody just cut out the like last forty five seconds of the film and like or maybe like two two minutes and ninety seconds of the film and just bring up the title sequence. Yeah, I think it would still you know? be fine. Like grandma lays her head down, fly to f- fade to black. Oh yeah. That totally works. It's all good. You literally don't need anything else. Yeah. They just cut it. Stays a mousey forever. That's fine. Um, The only reason, at least that we know of, that the 2020 version has the same ending, has the ending that's correct in association with the book where they stay mice forever, is because Roald Dahl put it in his will. What? That they had to do, like, he has specific requirements laid out in his will for adaptations of his works because he was so disappointed with this. He wanted his name removed. That's hilarious! He, I mean, he hated the 1990 version. I
1: wonder how much he was worth. Um, great, and yeah, the 2020 adaptation. Uh, to be honest, it's just a waste of 43 million dollars. I think 100. And I think it's frustrating because we live in a world where some people die for lack of resources, and I'm like, for all the films that could just not be made, including uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s Doolittle. Like, that money, just give it away. Like Or spend it usefully. Or just give it away. Like, you're wasting it anyway. You're just torturing us with this crap. And then you lose all this money. It's just so frustrating. At least Octavia Spencer got some of the money. Yes. I did notice as well, looking at a poster uh, of the 2020 version, is Anne Hathaway's face. And then on either side of her, there is both um, a black woman... And uh, a woman of Asian descent on either side. And I'm like, oh, even here. They're like, look, we're not going to cast a non-white woman as the lead, but we'll we'll add in a range of diversity in her flock of witches. Hmm. Mm. So I think we've already clarified, but let's do revamp, remake, retire.
0: Okay, one, two, three. Retire. retire. Yes,
1: yeah. it would be very odd if us to say anything else. Um, thank you for listening. Chapter one, take two. Has a Facebook page. We have an Instagram. But we also, have Twitter. What? But also,
0: what are we going to cover next week, Maddie? I know I'm getting there. But what are we going to cover next week, Maddie? I'm getting
1: there. We get it's very good. I was very happy with this book. But let me get it out, Grandma. There. Oh, stop! Don't forget, Bruno. Um, chapter one, take two, or RenataOutlook.com out if you want to email us. Thank you so much. For joining us for our first episode of our twenty twenty one
0: year. Yeah, we've now been doing it um A year. Yeah, officially. Over a year. Um Happy New Year to you. Um But kind of funny, this is this will be our first episode released in twenty twenty one. And so now we've officially hit three different years. So we released our first episode in 2019. 2019. Oh that's true, that's true. Yeah. Yay for us.
1: I've been meaning to start a Patreon Um, To help with the subscription and to pay our lovely guests um, a little something-something if they come on. But I just haven't... Fuck. As an adult, who can find the time? I'm sure you understand what I'm saying, Uh, lovely listener. Whatever you're doing right now. I'm sure you're multitasking because God knows we don't have enough time. Anyway, sorry. I hope you're well. I hope you're taking care of yourself. Especially if you are mm, anything. I don't know what I was going to say. I was going to say something but I didn't want to say that. Um, next week we will be covering, who wrote it? Jane Harper. Jane Harper. Um, and we read through a recommendation of a family friend, um, The Dry. And we loved it. Um, there was the adaptation that was released for 2020. Um, and it was just, it was a very well-written book. And, um, I have a few critiques, but yeah, it was a really good time. So make sure you tune in for that. Yeah. Um feel free is to in Australia australia during a drought. Prudent timing. Tis the 'tis the time of the world for millennials to be anxious. I don't know. Um yeah, cool. Chapter one, take two. We're a podcast. We read books and watch films because God knows absorbing that content is better than reality sometimes. Breno's finished watching Cora. Hope you're well. Um and we'll talk to you again soon.
0: Grandma! Grandma, bye. Grandma.
1: I know. (laughs) Yes.